Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and also syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. If you're looking for a speaker or leadership development trainer for your organization, family, or event, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativeminds.com to schedule a meeting time. So as you know, this show and my leadership company, as well as my family leadership book, came out of my passion for creating really high-performing, conscious parent leaders. I mean, think of someone you admire for their leadership skills. Maybe it's Tony Robbins or MLK. Maybe it's someone in your life like a teacher, parent, or supervisor. How did they make you feel? How did they inspire you? Now think about how your kids would be if you had that quality of the person you admire. So where do you start? Start with my Amazon number one best-selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership. And then move on to my three-month Harmonious Family Blueprint program where we're going to dive deep integrating that foundation so that you create that harmonious family that you're looking for. So on to our show today. I have a wonderful guest. I feel like we're spirit sister. First time we spoke, we had so much in common. She is an international best-selling author and radio personality. You can follow her on Facebook, and we'll have all the information in the show notes. She has over a decade as a coach, a speaker, a trainer, and she helps women step into their power. She is most passionate about empowering moms with the tools to better guide their sensitive yet strong-willed children through life's challenges with increased confidence. She lives right here in Southern California with her husband, raising two little warriors of her own. And when she's not working, you're going to find her having a salsa dance party in her living room with her little girls. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Mary Tan. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for that intro. You are amazing. And yes, we are definitely soul sisters. (laughs) Yeah, we can't. Whenever I get on the get on the phone with you, it's like we there's always something we can talk about and keep going. Totally. <laughs> so, Mary, you are the CEO of Mary Tan Empowers and also the founder of Light Warrior School for Children. So, tell us a little about those two things. Oh yes, and they're so connected. Out of meditation one day, because I've been spending all these years empowering women, teaching them mental mastery tools so that they can live a more empowered life, like you said. And when God, Source, Universe gave me two little girls of my own, I came out of meditation one day and uh, caught this vision of opening in the Light Warrior School. And I was like, Source, are you sure you really want me? Like, who am I? What do I know? And uh, and absolutely. I said yes, because I listen to guidance and I I take action right away. So I opened the school 
in hopes of shortening my children's learning curve, not to prevent them from falling and failing because that's such an important step in learning and gaining the strength to really be out in the world on their own one day. So not to um, take away their lessons, but to give them the treasure chest of tools that I've gained over the years and given adults, I wanted to give it to them. And then when I shared it with other like-minded families, then they started to come too. And so grateful to have that sort of environment and container for children who are hypersensitive and for so many reasons. And so that's why the school came and they learn not only the academics, but also metaphysics, lots of how to maintain their energy so that they're not impacted by the, the tsunami of negativity out in the world. How, you know, so that's super important for them to learn and they're learning it now at a very young age. Yeah, they're going to be powerful warriors. It's necessary in this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many students do you have in the warrior school right now? Currently, we have six. We had eight, two moved away, and then we cap it at 10 because it's micro school out of my home. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. So if you are in the Santa Clarita area of Los Angeles, definitely check out the warrior school. And um, that is something that I wish all schools would teach their children. So they have those tools to keep away those negative energy and keep their light shining. You know, what I think is great is that I'm seeing a lot how meditation is being adopted in some of these public schools. Instead of detention, I am seeing kids being sent to the meditation room. I think that's wonderful because we meditate here every day as well. Um, just as a daily practice, because I know as an adult, if I fall off the wagon of my spiritual practice of meditation, I really feel it. Like I feel funky. I feel cranky. I'm just not yeah. understanding the guidance as much from the, from source. It's necessary. It just seems more chaotic, yeah. right? Like not as clear. And I noticed that too. Like when you, when you can have that time and just be present and centered and you come out of it. Things doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> then you're just like, you know what? If I can't take care of a source or God or universe, wherever you believe in, we'll, we'll just take care of it for me. So I want to get to our topic today, which is really about our parenting skills, right? How we impact our children and how our parents impacted us, that it's actually a generational thing. Yeah. So let's dive into this. How did your parents parent you? Let's talk about that. So I'm, I'm Asian. My parents immigrated from Taiwan. So it's not very different than like Japan or China and the way that the Asians are. Um, I can just talk about my parents, but I was the first one born in America, in New Jersey. <laughs> I have one older brother who was also born in Taiwan. So they immigrated, had me here, and I really experienced mega culture shock. Because at home, we only spoke Taiwanese and Mandarin. And at school and TV, and well, I was barely allowed to watch TV, which actually, now that I'm a parent, it's a good choice that they did that. The parenting style they came with is, I know everyone does the best they can. And they really did. In comparison to the way they were parented, they really wanted to do a better job. And so every generation, I hope, has the consciousness of wanting to do better for the next generation. The way I was parented was very strict. No sleepovers, yeah. 
no talking on the telephone. I hear you. Yeah, right? When telephones were like plugged in the wall, not just barely any friends, just no social interaction, only just like stay home and study. Yep. And like, what's interesting as well is that like, I got mixed messages because I'm a girl. There's also the gender programming that I received from my parents. So uh, my mom would be like, men go out and earn the money and the women stay home and take care of the home. And this is while she was washing dishes and I'm standing next to her as a little girl looking up to her like, oh, my mom is amazing. And she's teaching me what she believes to be the very best. She wants me to have her wisdom. And what I was receiving. And it's just interesting that how that is passed through the generations. And if we don't stop and question, is that true for me? Do I want that to be true for me? And if I don't, how do I change that? So it's, it all goes back to no matter what we're talking about, whether it's parenting or business or anything, any kind of beliefs, right? Any kind of beliefs, we've got to question it. Is it our belief? Where did I get that belief from? Mm-hmm. And you and I coming from a culture of Asian, which is very strict, it's all about schooling and getting those grades and the job. And as a woman providing for the family at home, it's very different from the American culture. Very, very different. Yeah, there's no independence, social interaction. And how do you feel? It's none of that. It's we know what's best. And this is the path that we've decided for you. Yes. And there's goodness in that. Like you were saying, we didn't get the TV. Uh, We were protected because we didn't go to other people's house. So there was less of sexual molestation abuse that you hear from statistics. But then as we, you and I grew up, we realized what we wanted better. So how do you know if what we're doing is something that is even more empowering? Mm. I think the fact that if someone even asks that question tells me that they are conscious and aware, like the fact that that question is even in their minds means that they are actually trying to be better. Yeah. They're actually evaluating. And that's a step one is like having that awareness. That's true. Yeah. And then when you have the awareness, then the next step is disciplining yourself to make better choices. What you said earlier was true. Every generation is wiser, more intelligent, and is better. I mean, we were talking before we started uh, the interview about what's going on with all the shooting with these kids, right? I don't think I could have handled what these Florida students are doing Mm -hmm. and what they're experiencing at that age, probably even older. And yet they are embracing it in a place where adults don't know. We have adults putting them down and you're like, what? Yeah. So I really love that this generation of kids are rising up and and stepping into their power. And it shows what we're, people like you and I are doing is getting, getting that message across. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm so inspired by the younger generations after us. They really are here to change the world. And I feel this honorable duty, as I believe you do, too, is that like, I feel that it is my honorable duty to protect that pathway for them so that they can go to the leading edge of consciousness and really just go do their work. And, you know, the adults that are naysayers or putting them down, it's just that they have different programming and limiting beliefs and seeing such an empowered young person 
is pushing the buttons that are triggers within them. Yeah. And so it's easy for them to just react and blame the young people versus taking responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And honoring what that, those feeling. And I think there's also that fear factor. I mean, to go back to our parenting, there's a fear in there about why our parents did certain things. And then that fear gets programmed into us. And then when things like you were saying that pushes our button, these adults, they fire back at these kids, then we have to look at our fears too, besides our limiting belief. Huge. The fear when it gets triggered by an external event, that emotion actually is a signal to us. Like whoever's experiencing that emotion, it's just a signal, a signaling system to let you know, hey, there's something in your mind that you haven't dealt with. There's a story from when you were a kid or maybe a belief that was passed on that you haven't been you haven't been looking at. And it's just waving a flag and say, hey, check me out because if you look at me and deal with it, you're gonna live a happier life. That's what I believe. What I've learned is that when you have a strong emotion about something, right? Strong anger, strong sadness, strong fear, strong hurt, that it's not about that situation. It's really about something inside that we experience and we need to go back and look at it. So many times we lash out at that situation, you know, the students, but yet really it's something about us inside. So let's talk more about healing this lineage of beliefs and patterns of thinking. How do we start doing that? Such a great question. I mean, I just want to invite people to once again, practice having more awareness about life in general. Like how is your relationship right now with your kid? If there's an area that you're unhappy with of how you're showing up, then think back to your childhood and think about like, did mom or dad do this? I remember like as a new mom, I would get these flashes once in a while of like, oh my God, that was just like, I just did what my mom used to do. Or I say do what they said. That, right? And I'd be like, holy shit, that, oops, excuse me. <laughs> Edit. Um, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I do not want to be that. And those moments are great. Because if I don't catch that, then there's no way I can switch and choose a better action for a different result. So even though it was mortifying that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that or said that or acted like my mom that I hated so much, I get to choose and evolve. It's all about evolution, evolving past what our parents were able to do with us. And here's the other thing too, is like, I hear a lot when people are like, that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been. Yeah. And that is a great signal to let someone know, Hey, actually nothing ever has to be the same as it was before. Like with each breath that we take, we're never breathing in the same breath of air and our bodies are constantly, the cells are constantly dying and regenerating. Like we are never the same, even from a millisecond ago. We can't expect that that belief is so limiting. <laughs> That's all I want to say is that that, li- that belief is so limiting and it goes back to the, how the lineage is. If parents believe that you have to work so, so hard in order to earn money, they're going to say things to their kids that's going to pass that belief along. Well, you think money grows on trees? (laughs) Like I have to work so hard till nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night just to put food on the table. Things like that gets passed along and people just think, oh, that's how it was for dad. That's how it was for grandma. And so it must be true. And it must be true for me, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, nothing has to be, right? It's just an interpretation of 
what they're seeing and we're taking on their interpretation. And I think so many times this ends up getting, really it gets stuck in our DNA like you were saying. I know sometimes my kids will call me out on certain things, something that I said or did or whatever, and they're like, wait a minute, you said we couldn't be on electronics, but you're checking your phone, you know, or something right. like that, right? Something yes. simple. Yes. And so, and it could even be something even major, like you said, sometimes I, you sound like your mom and you're like, wow, like, oh my gosh, that's in there. And I think that's when we need to stop and say, could this be true? Because I think as parents, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of parents think I know it all. I'm the parent. So what you're saying, if it's if it's not what I believe, then you're it's false what you're saying. I can't possibly be this person. Yeah. And you know, um, about the lineage thing that you were saying earlier, like healing it. Something I really want to point to is that whoever you are right now listening to this, if you decide right now that you want to be that person that in every moment of every day to cultivate being aware of who you're being and how it came from to be in your life from your lineage. When you are the one who decides right here, right now that you're going to stop the pattern. Guess what? You healed the whole lineage. Yeah, All the people before absolutely. you, you healed it. Yeah. And like it stops here. Like I tell myself, I'm like, it stops here. There's so many limiting beliefs that I picked up and I, choose to use my life as an example to be the one who thinks it stops here. And I want to invite everyone to view themselves as that leader, because if you're listening to this show right now, that means you're ready. There's no accidents. You are listening to this show because you were ready to hear this message, to be the leader that you're meant to be and be the one that heals the lineage by saying it stops here. Yeah. You look at the great leaders, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, they didn't have parents that were great leaders. They came out of their own inspiration to, to stand up for that. And so that's what we're talking about is that you can heal everything in the past and empower what's going forward. Wow, I got goosebumps listening to that. I love that you brought up all these huge influential people in history because I was just talking about this yesterday with a friend that because I had to work so hard, I, in my younger years, when I was not conscious and did not develop my spiritual practice, I was such a victim. I was a victim of rape, a victim of all kinds of crazy, crazy things, like lots. But I realized after all these years of self-development and working on myself that like, I had a victim mentality. Yep. Why am I such an empowered woman now leading all these other women in my lives so that they can stand up to be leaders is because in order for me to come out of that deep place of victimhood, I had to have that throttle force in order to break those chains off of me to break through to the other side. When you do that, you naturally become so powerful because that force that you need in order to break those chains of limiting beliefs takes so much force and commitment and dedication that you are naturally going to become that leader that you were born to be. And we have it all in us. That's what's crazy. Yeah. So tell me about empowered child. You know, an empowered child really links back to the empowered mom. And if moms, you know, I'm learning this as I'm going along talking to lots of moms, that most moms don't realize that they're the alpha female of her clan. They don't realize that they are the queen in the most 
regal sense in the, in the sense that like you are the queen of yourself and your clan and you rule with equanimity. Like you rule with clarity. You look at your domain and you don't ever act or succumb to the victim mindset that I just described. You, instead of being like, oh, I really don't want to do this. It's against my will, but I feel like I have to, so I'm going to. That's victim mentality. Instead, climb up the hill, sit on your throne, put on your crown. The crown represents mental mastery. Put on your cape, which is your physical body vehicle for your soul, mastery. Because when you exercise, I exercise for my mindset. I exercise because it makes me think clear and act and choose better actions. And then you sit there and you look at your domain and instead of saying, I don't want to go to that party, it's against my will, but I feel like I have to, you're going to sit there and look and say, you know what, it is not serving me, it's not nurturing, so I'm going to find a loving way to communicate that and choose to decline. Like, that's okay. You can say no. (laughs) It's okay. No is actually a complete sentence. (laughs) I love that. I'm so going to use that. I love it. So when the mom realizes that she's the alpha female, if she has a male partner, he's the alpha male, like the children are also supposed to see themselves as leaders of themselves. And the empowered child is a natural result of a mom who understands that she's also an empowered leader. So how do you, you raise an empowered child? Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. You have to bring all of your focus into yourself if there are moments of challenges, you look at that and say, where within myself can I heal or have more attention and awareness to, to show up differently so that my external world and my relationship with my child can be different? It's all starts within us. Yep. It, it's really, I want to say never, I don't like to use never, but it's rarely about the external world or what other people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. If the external world is not going the way you want it to go, then start with yourself, right? Because there's something about you that's creating that external world. And that's why change for some people are really is really hard because yeah. to admit that, admitting it is the first big step. Awareness, admitting it, taking responsibility because that's the scariest part. If you admit it, that means you have to do something. You have to change something. But I just want to promise you that like to the listener out there, that if you will be brave enough borrow my braveness, borrow Jacqueline's braveness. You are brave and courageous enough within you. I promise you. Otherwise you want to be listening to this show or even be alive. That if you take that step of like admitting and taking responsibility, that is the secret to gaining the power to taking the next step to having the life you actually want. I mean, it's part of the 12 step. When you think about it, the first thing you have to say is say, I'm an alcoholic. And that's when you shed all that stuff. So It's not about saying that you're bad in a way. It's just recognizing that I'm not perfect. So how can I just be better? Talk about perfect. Are you a perfect parent? Oh, man, thank you. That's such a good... I was just about to go there. I am so not perfect. I am so not perfect. And like, this is what I do for a living. I mentor moms to raise empowered kids. And, you know, other people ask me who also have similar schools like mine. And they're like, but... What if people look at me and they see how I, I mess up? I'm like, are you uh, kidding? Yes. I mess up constantly, constantly. And I'm okay with that now as a recovered <laughs> perfectionist. What I like to say is I shoot for excellence. I shoot for ex- being exquisite. 
you know, those words to me are inspirational and it pulls me forward to a vision versus judgment and like lashing myself, you know, and like, yeah, and shaming myself. And that's totally unnecessary. You do not need to do that. Just like love yourself and be okay. Yeah. Like you said, we all make mistakes. We just got to own up to it. Find a way to do something different because that's the other thing too is if you keep doing, if you keep saying sorry and you keep doing it, then you're really not sorry. Right. Right. That's the other thing that I think parents need to really learn is we tend to say, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. And that word gets thrown around, but it really is powerful. Yeah. And that's such a great point you make because, you know, modeling that and teaching that now to the youth is amazing. In our school, they're not taught to say sorry. They're, in fact, they're, you know, it's conscious from the teacher's perspective not to say sorry because it becomes a Band-Aid. The children end up learning that, well, if I just say this word that I have no real meaning and commitment behind, um, everything's going to be okay. We could just move on. Versus what we do here is we acknowledge like, oh, do you see that Ariana is upset about you pulling the toy out of her hand? And Gigi will look like sad, like, well, okay, yeah, I feel bad about that. And so like everybody gets a turn. Okay, well, Ari, use your words. Tell Gigi how you're feeling. And so the the teacher is really the facilitator to teach the children how to, number one, recognize how their actions are impacting others, identify what it is that they're feeling and what their need was, and then giving the person who was upset an ability to find words to communicate they're upset. And then they go back and forth until there's a resolution. Yeah. To top that off, I learned from the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono is that when you say sorry, you ask, you say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? So it's it's a two-way thing. Like you're acknowledging what you're doing and you're asking for the other person's forgiveness. Yeah. I think that's the the package right there. Totally. Totally. I love that. I use it all the time. <laughs> we have about five minutes and I want to make sure we get through two things. I know you have some tips for the listeners to how to be more empowered. And then I also want to talk about your free book giveaway. Awesome. So tell us about some some things that we can do today. Awesome. I actually already give, gave away the tip within our conversation, <laughs> but I have another tip to give. So the tip earlier was like, number one, have awareness of who you're being. How are you showing up? And don't judge yourself, blame or shame yourself. It's just realize it's nobody's fault. Mom, your mom and dad did the best they could with what they had. And you're doing the best you can with what you have. And if you just realize out of your awareness, just like witness who you're showing up as in those conflicting moments. And just say, oh my gosh, I am just unconsciously repeating something. I'm just not thinking about it. All good. It's all good. Just stop and think, well, who do I want to be? Who's the ideal version of a mom or a dad that I want to be? Go look at someone that could be your, you know, idol. And then you just say, well, what would so-and-so do? What would Jacqueline do? Okay, I want to do that. And, you know, then you shift yourself little by little, day by day, moment by moment. It's a choice in every moment. It's not easy at first, and sometimes it's not easy at all, but eventually it does improve and get a little bit easier. One more tip is that if you're in the midst of a challenge with your child, they're hypersensitive, breaking down, or strong-willed, instead of like coming onto them with your idea of what's best of how to handle or with force, I want to show you that what really works well with kids is if you just take a step back instead, it's, it's counterintuitive. 
if you step back, take a breath, and just imagine like holding a container for them to go through whatever they're going through energetically, emotionally, pretty soon it's going to shift through their body. And then they're going to come looking at you for a hug because they didn't feel if you don't judge, shame, or blame even in your mind or heart, they're going to feel the love and they'll shift. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you're giving that chance to them to figure it out. Yeah. That's important. That's how they can learn and be strong when you set them out into the world. It's a button that we get pushed that we want to, as a mom, we want to save the world. (laughs) We think we can save them. So tell us about this free book giveaway. Yeah. I have this book called The Empowered Child. It's all about raising conscious, confident, and connected children. And so connected, not just to you, mom, or you, dad, but connected to themselves, their intuition, their soul, source, God, universe, that if every person on this planet was connected to that place within themselves in every moment, we wouldn't be hearing about these shootings in schools. We would be having so much more collaboration and, you know, just a prosperity in every way. And it's not just with our children, it's with our partners too. Just that connectiveness and, and that connectedness comes from your heart. Yes. It's beaming there, right? It's the compassion, the empathy, the love that we may have missed during our childhood. Yes. It all goes back to our childhood and our own experiences. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and we don't want to like, we don't want to project that onto our kids unconsciously and let them go through their whole lives that way and then pass it on. We want to be the ones to stop it now. So that's what this book is about. And Jackie, I want to give away some free copies to your listener. Wow, cool. <laughs> Tell us okay. how. So if they want to get a free copy of the book, they just have to go to my website and let me know they want it. It's at MaryTanEmpowers.com. And the web link is going to be in the show notes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mary. I love you to death. You're so adorable. And I just love how much we have in common. (laughs) No, thank you. I love you to bits too. I just seriously, we're like the same soul in two bodies. We even look similar. (laughs) I know. I know. And I, I watch you on your Facebook. So listeners, make sure you go to her Facebook page. We'll put it in the show notes also. She does awesome Facebook live. I am always learning from her when I listen to her. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise, I'm learning from you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And listeners, until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.